Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age. And you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right. On today's show, recapping the loss to the Arizona Cardinals in week two, we've got Elliot Kanap. He writes for us here at the Viking Age, he's been on the show in the past, so he's here to do this therapy session with me. Welcome to the show, Elliot. Thank you so much for having me. I'm going to need this one. It was a tough day. <laughs> All right. So the Vikings lost 34-33 after Greg Joseph missed a what 37-yard field goal attempt um, to win the game as time you know expires he had in the middle of the hashes so it wasn't like he was kicking from the side or anything he had a perfect shot i believe it's close to an extra point distance he made two 52 yard field goals before that but uh apparently he let the vikings kicking curse get the best of him so with these uh the recaps that we typically do we go over positives and negatives and when the vikings lose we go over the negatives first, so let's just start with that. I'll start with Greg Joseph. Um, you know, I'm sure he's a great guy and whatever, and, and, you know, he's done enough to get a spot on an NFL team. He didn't exactly win the job this summer because his competition got hurt, um, and the Vikings are just like, well, you're, you're here, so you might as well be uh, our kicker. Uh, and he didn't really do that great in the preseason or in training camp, but they still were like, hey, he's fine. What do you know? The second game of the season misses an extra point, which, what do you know, ends up being a factor in the game um, because this would have been tied um, and, you know, things could have gone differently with some other things. And then he misses this this game-winning kick from 38 yards out after hitting two 52-yard field goals. This is the guy who was on a practice squad last year, uh, kicked, I believe, like one field goal kick the year before, um, 
and the Vikings felt like th- this is the guy who's going to solve their their field goal kicking problems. This this is this is their guy, and then now now they're going to be like surprised that he he didn't make that when you know it was kind of I mean, he wasn't kicking in the NFL last year or really the year before for a reason, and we found out today why that was. He he can make some kicks, but he also can miss some kicks, and the Vikings paid for it today. Yeah. Well, well, he's a part of the team now, so it's good to know that he's fitting in and <laughs> he's in knows history. his role here. He's part of history. Oh, absolutely, now. yeah. <laughs> but you know, at the same time, I you know, Greg Joseph has got to make that kick, but there was still time on the clock, and they should have advanced it. I know that's going to be quite the conversation piece for the next few days here. You got to make that kick, though. Absolutely, that's it's a close thirty-seven to, that's, yarder. That's close enough. Come on. Basically. Like, they don't how much how many more yards does he need? <laughs> like I don't get it. I don't get it. Anything <laughs> below fifty just seems to be his kryptonite now, and that's a weird situation to be in. But mm-hmm. hey, if we ever need someone to long bomb it, I guess Greg Joseph's our guy. Well, let's just get a short <laughs> distance kicker too, yeah, fill yeah. out the roster. Is uh yeah, Ryan Longwell, is he busy? Can he still make like forty yarders? You can probably do that. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, did you have any uh well I'm sure you had some negatives. Um, yeah, you know, when I was watching this Vikings defense last week and watching it this week again as well, one thing just really stood out to me like a sore thumb. It's the secondary mm-hmm. behind Patrick Peterson and mm-hmm. Vashad Breland has just been, I don't want to, you know, I'm going to say it. He has been an absolute detriment to the Vikings defense mm-hmm. to this point. He's not tight in coverage at all. No. He's not tackling an open space. They had a play on him earlier in the game and it was AJ green. And mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here shaking my head. <laughs> so they're going to have elder, to find the elderly version of uh, the elderly version of AJ green. Not, not yeah. Prime. This isn't the, this isn't pro bowl AJ green. This yeah. is uh, Cardinals or retirement. home mm-hmm, AJ green. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he hasn't been putting up a good performance and that's, no. that really hurts the team when you enter the year and you see that Cameron Dantzler sliding down the depth chart and he was an active week one. And you're like, Hey, we need you to step up Breland. And he just hasn't, but in a weird Vikings twist of fate, but Sean Breland stepped up today with a huge stop on third down at the goal line. I mean, so, Dantzler, uh, Dantzler, sorry, Dantzler. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. It was <laughs> you're so flustered. Flustered is the word. Absolutely. Yeah. No, Dantzler stepped up today when, you know, the Vikings need them to, uh, the most, and I think he's got a good shot to. If he doesn't start next week, he at least has a good shot to play a, a significant amount of time. Because, yeah, like you said, with Breland, he's not really showing them anything that is worth keeping on the field, other than he's got experience. And you know, I don't. And he, he's he's gotten hurt. I feel like the last two weeks too. There's been times where he's gone down. Like this week, it was something with his back. Last last week, it was with like his shoulder. He's starting to remind me of Xavier Rhodes when like someone makes a play on him. Um, and then, you know, he's like, oh, I hurt myself. That's why they, they, they made the play. It's cause, cause I got hurt. And it's like, no. And then you talk about the AJ green thing and, um, it's like he lined, they were on like, it was from the 10 yard line, maybe first to goal or whatever. It was goal line situation. He lined up, he gave him a 10 yard cushion on the 10 yard line. Like, what, what, what did you think they were going to do? Like, he's right there. He just has to get the ball and run it in. Yeah, you're going to want to close in on them, especially at that. You should be pressing them because you know they're going to be getting at the quarterback. You're going to want to break it up at the line, make Kyler Murray scramble and extend the play. Yeah. And 
if you're just going to give him cushion like that, it's just simple. Let AJ Green run towards the end zone for 10 yards. And yeah, just getting embarrassed in the open field, not something you want to see from your number two corner there. And you met, you mentioned Patrick Peterson, and I know he, he was able to recover today, but he had two really, he had at least one really bad play that, that hurt the Vikings. He was the reason why Rondell Moore was wide open uh, for that touchdown because he decided that he wanted to just cover DeAndre Hopkins instead and shut him down um, instead of being where he was supposed to be on that play. And then he gave up He gave up the, the touchdown to DeAndre Hopkins um, in the first quarter, their first touchdown. Obviously, that was like six seconds he had to cover someone, which typically isn't you know the amount of time where guys have to do that because Kyler Murray can extend plays, and that's not something you usually prepare for. But at the same time, this is Patrick Peterson. He's the former All-Pro. He's saying how you know he's going to come in and show up against his old team, and they kind of did whatever they wanted to against him, at least for the beginning part. I feel like in the second half, he either fixed what he was doing or they gave him more help. It seemed like the Vikings kept their safeties uh, a lot more deep in the second half against Kyler Murray than they did in the first half. Um, and I I saw some people saying, like, oh, Patrick Peterson did great. And I'm like, he gave up two touchdowns. Like, I, I Patrick he- Peterson did do well in his defense. You know, when you're covering DeAndre Hopkins, the yes, thing about yes, a receiver yes. like that is he's going to get his points regardless. Yes, There's yes. nothing you can do, just slow him down. So the fact that he didn't get burned deep by Hopkins and in relation to covering Hopkins, that one touchdown, that was basically all I really saw from him when he was on him. So Hopkins? he did really well in, yeah. in, yeah, in covering their number one threat there. And that Rondale Moore thing... Yeah. Rondale Moore is establishing himself as a huge threat in he's the NFL. Good. He's very good. he's fast, he is shifty, and he can create space on his own. So, yeah, it's going to be it, that's a wake up call for the Vikings defense. And also, yeah, Patrick Peterson realizes I'm going to have to be deeper on that for sure because that left open space in that in that play call there. Well, he was just playing the wrong coverage. He was covering uh, Hopkins like I feel like man to man. He was supposed to be just back in his zone. Because there was Xavier Woods and, and I feel like maybe Breland was up in the corner or, or Harrison Smith was up in the other corner. And just the corner where Patterson, Peterson was supposed to be was just wide open. And that's where Moore was. And obviously he caught it and ran for the touchdown because he runs like a 4-2-40. So as soon as he gets the ball, he's going to be gone. Um, all right. Did you have any other negatives? Uh, you know, other than that, I think, you know, they, they just got to tighten it up a little bit there because Chase Edmonds, he, he's a pretty shifty guy there as well, but they were letting some chunk yards happen there. And yeah. you want to see him tighten up, especially when you have the run stopping setup that you guys have. Right. So <laughs> what did you what like you to think? see them tighten it up? What did you think? Do you think the, the Vikings defense is a problem or do you think that the Cardinals have a very good offense? Oh, the Cardinals have an amazing offense, you know, last year. Now that they've got Rondale Moore clearly carving out a role in this offense because A.J. Green is, he's there, but he's not a part of the what they're trying to do there. And yeah, so having Rondale Moore opens up Christian Kirk to attack and do what he does best in the slot. So they have a really good offense there, especially with Kyler being able to scramble and extend plays and escape from, you know, Daniel Hunter, when he's on him, like he's basically got his jersey in his hand and he's just cutting out of there. So, yeah, it's a really good offense. And the Vikings defense is going to do well, but they're going to be in some shootouts against top tier competition. Yeah. And I feel like, I think if we look back on some years, 
the Vikings defense is there's been some years where it started off pretty slow. Like you look at I feel like you look at Kirk Cousins first year, twenty eighteen. Um, they went down to what they had that Thursday night game against the Rams and the Rams put up like thirty eight points or whatever on them and and they gave up a ton of yards. Anthony Barr had like memes or whatever everywhere. Um and then I feel like this has happened quite a bit the last couple of years too, where it's just like these these they're trying to figure things out with the defense. It seems like they have a bunch of new players every year and Zimmer's trying to figure out like how these guys do best and like you look at when they came out of the bye last year, the defense was way better um, than it was during their start. So I feel like, you know, give them a couple weeks. It seemed, I didn't think it was going to matter if their defense was good or not this week because the Cardinals offense is just so good. Um, uh, and so I didn't, I, them, they, they did, they did, I think they did well against the Cardinals offense in the second half. Um, they forced two turnovers, had a bunch of sacks. I think they kept them to 10 points. Um, so when, you know, when they score 24 in the first half, that's going to be a, a victory to hold them to that. Um, but yeah. And then my, my last negative would be D.D. Westbrook. What are you doing? Mm. Why are you running towards the end zone? Um, when you're, when you shouldn't even probably feel that punt first off. Um, mm-hmm. I know you're trying to make a play, but don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's crazy because when D.D. Westbrook was first brought into the Vikings organization, the thought with the fan base and a lot of people looking at the team was that he was going to be the wide receiver three. He was going to change the way we would do things. And just seeing a boneheaded play like that, you just realize maybe we expected a little bit too much mm-hmm. from D.D. Westbrook mm-hmm. and for what the talent that he really is. He's He's obviously got a role on this team, but oh, yeah, some good returns he's going to have to sharpen that up for sure. That's a that's a mental error that just can't be made, especially yeah. when you're in competition and shootouts with one of the top teams in the NFL. Yeah, he had he still had some good returns. I think he had a couple um, that were over like ten yards today. So he's still he's a good punt returner. But you can't you can't run backwards. You can't mm. not not where you're by the goal line. Okay, if you're at like the the fifty or the forty or whatever, I understand. Like, but. Now that you don't have safety. space there, no, yeah, that could have been bad. Luckily, I I feel like the Vikings got out of it a little bit. Was that was that when they got the rough and the punter? I feel like was that the same drive? They did. I, they, it might have been. They got bailed out on that. And yeah, they got the Vikings that was a little bit later. That was a little bit later. Yeah, they had a lot of things go their way today, which made the loss even more tough. Because you look at last week when like nothing went their way when they had nineteen penalties or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Today they had hardly any go against them um but and they had a bunch of breaks go their way they didn't have any stupid challenges or whatever that you know to take away touchdowns Ola Udo uh, going out there and getting an unnecessary roughness call yeah, for no yeah, reason whatsoever yeah, yeah. yeah they cleaned it up today that was really good for them it was good because because last week i think i told this to people on here and a lot of people have written about it the Vikings don't—they don't get a lot of penalties. Like last week was not the norm for this team, and I think a lot of people knew that, which is why I was still optimistic about them going into this game because they're not going to get 15 penalties every week. They're not going to get that many. They're going to get okay, maybe five, maybe six. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's weird to talk about. Like I feel like we should have more negatives because they lost, but there are a lot of positives to to take away from from today you know whether you just base it on wins or losses that's that's your thing but for people who like to maybe look at the glass half full 
there's still reason to be pretty optimistic about this team. I feel like is what what were some of the positives you you took away from today? After two weeks, I'm officially ready to say that like I am a stand for KJ Osborne. Yeah, this guy has come in and just <laughs> made an absolute pleasure to have in the offense. And you know, I'm really liking what the Vikings can do with their late round wide receiver steals because. It looks like we got another one on our hands. Is he a fifth rounder? He, I feel like he was. he's a fifth rounder. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the uh, so the magic it's, round. it's nice to see him going out there, and you know he had that really big touchdown that started off yep. the score and really kicked things off for the Vikings. But at the end of the game, when Kirk Cousins and the off and the Vikings are throwing together this drive, and he's making two catches to get closer to field goal range. You're just looking at this guy and you're like, he's not a chump. He's going to be an issue. He's in tra- fast. In, yeah, he catches the ball and makes good plays happen. They were in traffic too. They're like over the middle. So he knew he was going to get hit and stuff. He just took it. You know, he took the hits, uh, held onto the ball. Yeah, I'm I'm impressed with, with KJ Osborne. And it's weird to be like, this guy, you looked last year and he was, he didn't even get on the field for the offense. And you wonder like, was that a, good idea to not maybe do that when you know you got someone like chad bb out there like was chad bb really that much better than than kj osborne like i i'm finding it hard to believe that he was yeah it's it's been an interesting shift of like oh yeah you know dd westbrook okay no it's gonna be uh it's gonna be chad bb again and just all the speculation and then you put him on the field and he's making big plays absolutely big plays that get that offense rolling and get the momentum going for him. So it's really nice to see what he's been bringing to this team. Yeah. All right. One of my positives is I like what Clint Kubiak has done so far. These last two weeks, the offense is productive. Um, you know, even against the Bengals last week, they still had Kirk through for 350 yards. Um, and then this week, obviously they had over like 400 total yards. I think they had over like 170 yards rushing, um, mostly because they probably kept rushing the ball on second and 12. Not a fan of those calls still. Um, but I like what he's mixing in there as, as far as like motions and stuff and kind of trying to throw people off. Lots of three wides. I feel like they kind of have to do that now because of, you know, no Irv Smith. Things probably would have been a lot different. Um, and Kirk's running the ball. I don't know if that's on him or or that's coming from upstairs. Like, hey, you got you got the go. Like, just just take off. I think he might have had more rushing yards than Kyler Murray today. He did finish the game with more rushing yards than <laughs> Kyler Murray. And you know, when Kirk Cousins is extending the play rather right. than showing that, hey, yeah, this offensive line is going to pressure me. When he's getting out there and buying time and letting the play develop. That's been huge. That was a big difference maker in today's game. And you, I, I want to see more of it. I'm loving what I'm seeing from Clint Kubiak as well. And with your motion, you know, with the more plays that KJ Osborne makes, he, he was in motion quite a bit behind the line of scrimmage tonight. They're going to start having to key in on that if he's getting behind them linebackers. Because, Well, yeah, and I think they did a motion with, with Dalvin Cook where they pitched him, pitched him the football. Like these are things like they're still running the ball a lot, but they're mixing in different kinds of runs, different looks, not just your basic, you know, toss sweep or run up the middle. Like they're giving you different looks that are more, I feel like, in tune with the the modern offense that we're we're you know used to seeing from the Sean McVeys and the Kyle Shanahan's and stuff like that. Like the sad thing is, I feel like if Kubiak keeps it up, he's gonna be gone next year. <laughs> so. And the Vikings find someone else. 
Because that's just yeah. that's what happens. You'll be successful against Stefanski and Pat Shermer and all those guys. Like you're successful, you're gone. But that's part of having a defensive head coach. Um, but what were what were some of? Do you have any other positives that you you took away from from today? Yeah, you know, obviously we're gonna have to give a shout out here to Dalvin Cook and what he did on the ground. He just yeah. looked like the fastest guy on the field every single time he touched the ball, ripping off time. chunk plays. Yeah, yeah, just it's been stellar. And he played through injury. He yep. played through an injury that was clearly hurting him. I believe they said it was a sprained ankle when it was all said and done. Yeah, I think JJ Watt landed on his ankle or something. Yeah, he. Uh, it looks like that would have been up for debate. And then he tried to go JJ sorry, and everyone was like, "Get out of here." Yeah, you know, <laughs> true sportsmanship, I guess. But yeah, it's just seeing him go out there even after the injury late in the game and still ripping off chunk plays and hobbling to the sideline after when they're rotating Madison. And it's just, I appreciate what he's doing and also knowing his limits. Like he knows, okay, it, this is the injury. I'm not going to go out there and put our team at jeopardy by getting myself hurt even more if I can't handle what I can do, right? So yeah, he handled that really well and he was a huge part of getting that team rolling. Yeah, he had 131 yards rushing, no touchdowns. That's uh, not um, common for Dalvin Cook. Also, does Alexander Madison have to hurdle over someone every time he carries the ball? Until it works. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he does it every every time, at least at least once a game, I, I guess. But like every time he gets the ball, he tries to hurdle someone. I'm like, why don't you just plow into them? You're a giant person. Like You're not a small running back. You can just run them over. Why don't you do that instead of trying to jump over everybody and then you know someone lays you out? Um so let's see. Kirk Cousins had a good game again. I believe he has not thrown an interception yet this year. I think he has I want to say did he have three touchdowns last week too? Um I don't I don't he either has I'm not too sure, but it was in the range of at least that he at least had two for sure. Yeah, he either has five or six touchdowns. He has no interceptions. He threw over he threw over 240 yards today at over 350 yards last week. Um, so this offense is this this is the offense I feel like we expected out of the Vikings this year. They're delivering. Last week it was the penalties that bit him in the butt, the Dalvin Cook fumble, um, and this week it's it was the kicker and, and the defense, you know, I keep in my head, I'm saying the kicker, but he also made two 50 yard field goals. So the Vikings would not have been in position to make that game winning field goal without him either, which is kind of what we should be looking at it like that, but we're not going to, because <laughs> it's easy to be like, Hey, you didn't make the one that we needed to. Um, but how about yeah? Nick we're not going to scapegoat the kicker when we have a whole team effort going. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. What about Nick? Vigil. He uh he had himself a game today. Man, wow. Just I'm loving what I'm seeing from him as well. Just going out there and making plays, impactful yeah. plays, and getting a pick six was huge because we're not getting any interceptions from our secondary. I I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, aside from the Xavier Woods one deep. Yep. Today, yeah. And, you know, from our corners is kind of where I wanted to isolate. But the corners haven't really had any interceptions. But Nick Vigil goes out there and he runs one back to the house, which was really nice right? to see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had eight tackles today. He had the interception. He almost had a fumble recovery that was uh, called back because apparently recovering a fumble is just like a catch. You got to have possession and then two feet inbounds. 
or whatever. Um, but yeah, he he looked good. I'm you know maybe that makes it easier to not try and rush Anthony Barr back because I feel like he's if they think that Anthony Barr is better than him, at least Nick Vigil is not like you're not going from Anthony Barr to where you were last year, where you're playing guys like Todd Davis or you know Hardy Nickerson Jr. guys like that. Um, Nick Vigil can he can be a starter and he can he can hang with the the first team. So I like what I saw from him. I liked KJ Osborne, like you said. I liked Dalvin Cook. Having Kendricks added as a non like at being active this game was yes, a huge yes. boost to the team too. Because I know a lot of eyes were waiting and seeing what are we going to do if Eric Kendricks isn't on well, the field. Because then you had, seriously question. Zimmer said he only had a tweak on Friday, so you know. You're, oh yeah, <laughs> that could do it. That could be anything. <laughs> um. And we mentioned you mentioned earlier you mentioned Cam Dantzler. I liked when he came in. I feel like he made a couple of plays um, when he was on the field. What about the offensive line? What do you think of them today? I feel like they they played a lot better than they did last week. They they, they looked so Chandler much Jones better. Came, they shut down Chandler Jones and, and JJ Watt. I feel like they made they maybe drew some pressure obviously because they're they're that's what they're good at. But they definitely did a lot better than the Titans last week who just let Chandler Jones have five sacks. Yeah, last week they just. I, I honestly think that the Vikings just went in there with a little bit too much confidence in their heads and underestimated the Bengals. Because if you look at that Bengals team, like they have their receiving threats and Joe Mixon's not a slouch when he's healthy. So, you know, after taking that humble beating, that line pulled it together because mm-hmm. they had had, if they repeated their mistakes last week of getting all those holding calls starting before the snap and just making simple mistakes that just cost you and push you guys back, it was much better to see them go basically penalty free the entire game so that the offense can do what they can do. And just being able for Garrett Bradbury, even in the middle to hold his own. Yeah. To, to be able to do that. It's like, thank you. This is what we wanted you to do. And now look at the success we're having. This is what we want to see moving forward from the bike. I feel like Bradbury would took a lot of blame last week for his performance in week one and just basically people being like, well, here we go again. Cause he wasn't that great his first two years and it doesn't look like he's going to be that good this year. And I feel like, yeah, he, he, he played much better. Obviously we'll have to wait for the, the PFF grades or whatever to see <laughs> how he officially did. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was a lot happier with, uh, the offensive line. I think they only had one penalty. It was that Brian O'Neill false start. Um, I don't think they held anybody. Um, it also helps to I feel like the referee I did look this up, the referee people that they had today called like the lowest amount of penalties last season per game. So that, that helps. They let people play, it look it looks like, and you could tell from uh today's game that that's the case. And I like that. I don't I don't want a, to see a bunch of yellow stuff on the field. I don't I don't want a, the game to be dictated by penalties. Um I think that's all I have for po- oh the announced team, Gus Johnson, mm. Keeb Talib. Why is this not like a top regular announced team for Fox? Like, what what are they doing here? Yeah, it, it, it's it's going to be interesting. I'm liking what they're adding to the broadcast, and you know, having that as perspective from a Keeb Talib, being able to give credit where credits due. I I really yeah. appreciate having that in there. Yeah, it's like well, yeah, you know, you got the Tony Romo element on offense. He can. He's, he can see everything because he's a quarterback, so he knows pretty much both sides of the ball. But you look at, you get someone like 
Talib, and he can just right away explain to you like like the Rondell Rondell Moore touchdown. He's he looked at the replay. He saw right away what happened. He's like Peterson was playing the wrong coverage. Like he he shouldn't have been where he was, and he can point stuff out like that, or like you know he's noticed stuff with like Cam Dantzler and things like that. Like he I I like what he brought. At first I was like keep Talib is he gonna be good? And then like five minutes in, I'm like yeah he's 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 good at what he does. Um. And and Gus Johnson, I've always liked Gus Johnson. He's doing basketball, college basketball, college football. Like I feel like he used he used to do the NFL. I feel like he was with CBS, and he used to do the NFL. Um, and then he just didn't do it anymore. Um, maybe he just doesn't like to do the NFL. He like probably likes college more. Um, but yeah, I was I like them. I don't know why they're not like behind Joe Buck and and Troy Aikman is like second team or whatever I don't, I don't even know who the second team for fox is um there are quite a few teams out there like there's a lot of really solid broadcast teams but yeah i'd like to see them doing a lot more keep to leave he's done a couple broadcasts yeah. and it's nice to have him on there it really is yeah like what remember last year was like jonathan filma who's terrible mm. um, i think he's still doing it this year so uh <laughs> jason witten that was always uh, oh wow yeah something I forgot about him he, he was so bad he quit the end yeah. of that, that one year. Oh, did you watch Monday Night Football um, last week? Was it the the Ravens and the the Raiders? Did you watch that? Ravens and the Raiders. I definitely did. Did yes. you watch the Manning feed? The yeah. I did feed? not watch the Manning um, feed. You yeah. should do that this week because it was really good. Like they don't they don't have obviously they don't have like the play by play announcing and everything. It's just ma- both you know Manning and. Uh, Eli and Peyton talking back and forth, talking shop, saying why this happened. And I feel like I learned a lot. They had Russell Wilson on there and he was pointing out a lot of things. They had Travis Kelsey on there. Like, I'm like, this is way better than, than listening to Steve Levy and, and I can't remember. Oh, Brian Greasy. Um, and the other guy that they have in there, like I'm, I would much rather have that than, you know, the typical play by play. It's like I'm sitting here listening to a a, po- a live podcast or something about, you know, the game that's going on. Um, so I, you definitely I, want to have that player swag in it. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I, it I adds a whole it. another element of like I understand. I've lived through these scenarios. This yeah. is exactly what happened or how. Just gives you everything, even the mindset of what's going on in that moment. It's like you really love enjoying that perspective added to the game. It just brings it that much closer to you. Especially because, you know, Peyton, it's not like you're listening to guys on ESPN like Trent Dilfer or Matt Hasselbeck who were, they were okay in their careers, but you're listening to Peyton Manning and Eli Manning. These are guys who won Super Bowls. So they know what they're talking about. It's not just, you know, them being like, oh, well, you know, I was a quarterback, so this is what happened or this is how it should go. No, they, this, they know it, that this is, you know, what's going on. They, they, they were the best at their sport, you know. When it, for a period of time when they were in there, so I I thought it was really good. I don't think I'm ever gonna watch the the regular feed again as long as the, the Manning feeds on there. Just not not gonna do it after the the booger fiasco that was was there for the last two years in the booth um, with Booger McFarland. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, him just sitting in that little like <laughs> jumbotron set oh, kind of thing that walked that? the arena. Yeah, oh, that was. Nah. That was terrible. Um, but that's all I got for, for positives and negatives. Vikings next week play the Seahawks in Minnesota. Weird how they're not going to Seattle this year. Uh, must They must have messed something up in the schedule. Usually it's, you know, the Vikings going to Seattle. It's the home opener. 
U.S. Bank Stadium. I think it's the late afternoon game again. Um, so that's good. I did just see the line. I think the Seahawks are favored by one and a half, which obviously isn't isn't a lot. But I think they have the highest over-under, like the, the Vikings and Seahawks. It's at like 54 and a half because the Seahawks have been scoring a bunch of points too. Um, yeah, they've the got Titans. a crazy offense, and uh, they were going up a crazy offense today as well. So no, I'm yeah, expecting more of the same. Yeah, yeah the I'm, Titans just wow. Do you hear Derrick Henry's stat line for the game? Yeah, I did. See, well, he touched the ball like <sighs> 50 times. Um, <laughs> 35 times for over 200. 200 yeah. It was basically 237 yards, I think it was, and three touchdowns. Yeah. Just yeah. absolutely. He, like, he is a Titan. He is a literal Titan. Yeah. Like, he is should be on that team because <laughs> that is just a colossal running back. Well, I that's, good. that's good for Devin Cook, though, that he's able to get those kind of numbers. I know they're not the same running back, but they're both very talented and uh, physical running backs. So that's good for, for Dalvin Cook because the Cardinals shut down uh, Derrick Henry in week one. And then obviously they did not uh, shut down Dalvin Cook today. Um, but my last question for you just to get out of here is, you know, do you still think the Vikings can make the playoffs? Oh, absolutely. I know all the alarms are sounding right now and oh, yeah. they're freaking out because they're like, oh, Zimmer, you're running time off the clock. Oh, Zimmer, like, <laughs> why are, Why is this happening? Why are these mistakes happening? Why is our defense getting exposed? You, this doesn't happen with you. And I'm sitting here thinking it's week two yeah. and we've lost two games, one that we came ill prepared for with the Bengals. But both games by a combined total of four, four points, points. Four points. Four points. So, it, and, you know, coming off of a team that's expected overtime. to have an MVP candidate, like they've got, yeah. We, so the Vikings have so much time to turn the ship around 15 more games. They could theoretically, it's not going to happen, go 15 and two. Yeah, they could. <laughs> so, you know, anything can happen in the second half of the season. And I'm not seeing anything out of the NFC North that's impressed me so no, far, but no. we'll see what the Packers do to the measly Lions. So Hey, don't cut out the Lions. They'll, 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 hopefully they'll bite some of uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers' knee off. Um, on yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I still think this team's capable of making the playoffs. This is the NFL, like, I think, was it 2017? After the first couple weeks when... Uh, Sam Bradford was lost for the season. Dalvin Cook was lost for the season. You know, I think a lot of Vikings fans were like, well, here we go. Season's over. And then they went to the NFC Championship. So Yeah, Titanic sinking. It's like, just kidding. There's a second Titanic called Case Keenum. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's no Case Keenum, but I mean, Kirk Cousins is playing pretty good. And if the, you know, you could argue, I heard this say, you could argue that the Vikings did not get beat by their opponent in the last two weeks. You could argue that they beat themselves the last two Absolutely. weeks. Like Absolutely. I couldn't agree with that more. The first one was just, you know, poor coaching all around. Yeah. The second one was you lost in a shootout. Yeah. It's plain and simple. You lost in a shootout. Should have won, but you didn't. So we're on to Seattle. And you know what? They lost, but that was a really fun game. Like Game of the week. Oh, for sure. Like I'm, I'm at the point in my life where like, okay, I want the Vikings to win. But if it's a if it's just a good game, like today was just back and forth, turnovers, pick sixes, sacks, you know, sixty two yard field goal. Um, you know, I'm I'm all for it. I'm, that's all I need. Yeah, they're putting great football on tape and it's gonna be great to see, especially, you know, as the year progresses, just looking back at this performance and saying, This team is ready to roll. 
100 yeah, percent. they can get some you know figure some things out in the secondary i think that's really where they need to like put their focus is uh as on the corners because trade for stefan gilmore <laughs> he's he's hurt though he's on ir i think until week uh what do you have to be on IR for three weeks so i guess yeah he can come back sooner than later but yeah, they got to do something because they cannot keep rolling Breland out there as a starter. Um, I don't even think they they don't have anyone who uh, who's who's inj- on injured reserve that they can bring back or on the practice squad. They, they've got what they got, so yeah, they either got to trade for somebody or turn to Cam Dancer and be like, you know what, we're sorry. Here you go. You know, here's here's your chance. And he played well today. So if he he plays like he did today, you know. Go out there, prove 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 the coaching staff that that they're wrong. Go go right ahead, prove that prove them that they're wrong. But another another tough matchup next week. You gotta go against DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. You know Russell Wilson. Obviously, you can chuck the ball on mm-hmm. the field, so it's probably gonna be a lot more points. And people are gonna be like, "What's wrong with the defense?" And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be another offensive show, and you mm-hmm. know it's gonna be. You're obviously gonna see some good play out of Patrick Peterson. And the the corners behind him are going to get beat up a little bit in this game. But this is another team that's got an amazing offense that can score fast right away without any with a blink of an eye. So, yeah, it's going to temper. I'd say temper the expectations for huge changes on defense. But it's we'll see. It's going to be a good show. Hold on. Wait, the Ravens beat the Chiefs. They did. They got a fumble. Wow. Wow. I didn't. I thought the Chiefs were winning like the whole game before we started recording this. I'm like, oh, they probably won by a lot. Wow. Yeah, it's a uh, good for them because see, they look, did at not look at that. Look at that. Against the Chiefs can lose. Like, how many teams are two and zero? I feel like there are not a lot of teams that are two and zero this year. You got Teddy and the Broncos because obviously everyone knew that was going to happen. The Buccaneers and their super team. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Um, you got the the Panthers. Everyone thought that was going to happen too. Uh, And the Panthers are just overachieving right now more than anything. The Rams, Uh, Rams, yeah, that's uh, something to watch out for. For the Niners, I'm not, I'm not impressed by that two and zero. Yeah, you know the Niners are looking shaky. Those have been some shaky wins. Jalen Hurts out there throwing moon balls the whole game, and then you've also got that the Lions marched it back. They were ready to go for that. Yeah. So, Um, and then the Raiders. Which mm. they've looked pretty good. The Raiders look good. I gotta put some respect on the Raiders because I thought, you know, once they lost their uh once they lost Aguilar and I was like, I don't really know what to expect of this receiving court. Derek Carr doesn't care. He does not yeah. care. Yeah, they 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 look good. They, that that game that game against the Ravens was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the, the throwing the, the interception after they thought they won the game or whatever. Um all right, let's get out of here. Uh Elliot, where can people follow you on Twitter? Yeah, so, you know, my handle is my name, my first name, my last name, E-L-L-I-O-T-T-K-N-O-P-P. Just Elliot Knopp. Keep it simple. All right, follow him. Follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, we will talk to you later.
Ring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.